0: Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case, and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in the studio today is my co-pilot, Jeff Harding. Jeff, tell me how you're doing today.
1: I am doing well, Kyle. <laughs> you're doing well, good. <laughs> oh Throwing you, oh throw you off a little bit. Just doing well. <laughs> <laughs> well, well is good. There's nothing wrong with that at all. I'm, yes, I'm, it yes, it is. Yes, it is.
0: So uh, I'm doing good as well, and uh, looking forward to... You, you knew what my question was going to be when I started. I, did it, you, I thought you, you anticipated, might. yes. Yeah, no, but no, I am doing good. I'm okay. looking forward to the holiday season. Oh, we got some we uh, fun plans and lots of good stuff going on. Yep. Today, Jeff, I want to talk a little bit about a condition that you may not have heard the clinical name for, but you've probably seen the effects of it. Okay, what is it? Well, have you ever heard of kyphosis? Gesundheit. No, I haven't. <laughs> I I hadn't heard of it either. But you'll you'll recognize what it is. This this is kyphosis. It's a painful condition commonly known as hunchback. Oh wow. So you've seen that. I've
1: seen it, yeah, especially it's, in older
0: folks. Yeah, especially in older folks. Uh, they they call it they define it as a physical deformation of the middle and upper spine in which its natural curve increases, resulting in a hunched-over posture.
1: You know, there's this famous guy that I know from Notre Dame. Oh, you know him personally? Well, yeah. Well, I, I've, you know we're, of, we're, yeah. we're really tight,
0: yeah. <laughs> Here, here's the thing, Jeff. Postural issues used to be a problem pretty much largely reserved for older women. Right. You, you, you've seen that before. Right, we, we've right. all seen that, right? Right. Uh, in recent decades, however, kyphosis has become a significant health problem for older men as well as women, oh, wow. says Dr. Alpesh Patel. He's the director of orthopedic spine surgery at Northwestern Memorial Hospital. Kyphosis, they have found, now affects between 20 and 40 percent of adults. That's a lot. It's a lot, right? Of course, I guess there's varying degrees of it, too. Well, and, and that's the thing. Prevalence and severity increases throughout the decades as you get older, That's according to a 2015 study published in the Scientific Journal of Neurosurgery. The effects of kyphosis range from decreased mobility to pain and disability, impaired lung function, and even increased mortality. Wow. So uh, that's what they found out in that study. So here's the question. Why is kyphosis becoming increasingly common? Well, and the better question is how do you avoid it? Well, uh, I'm going to talk about both of those things. Well, great. We got it covered then. (laughs) The reason it's becoming more common, it really boils down to one word. And that word is weakness. Weakness, not exercising. Yeah, that's our problem. As the spine and the muscles that support it become weaker, the vertebrae becomes susceptible to compression fractures, which is when the bone breaks down under the load of just everyday activities like Mm -hmm. walking or even coughing. If you can believe that. Well,
1: uh, you put a lot of pressure on your body when you cough. You can exert some real force there, right? Yeah.
0: So here's a few things to keep in mind when it comes to your spine, Jeff. Number one, measure your bone density. The best way to address your vertebral bone health is to know the status of your vertebral bones, right? That's true. So there's two common tests to measure your bone density. They are uh, what's called a DEXA scan Mm -hmm. and a quantitative CT or a QCT. Both tests are non-invasive, and they scan the spine and oftentimes the hips as well, and it helps determine the bone mineral density. And uh, the best thing to do is talk to your primary care doctor to determine which is the right test for you. But you got to know what's going on in order to address an issue. The next thing, this will be no surprise to you, Jeff, but the next thing that they recommend is to perform weight-bearing exercises. Right. Resistance training, right? Well, to do
1: that. I just do that. I, I put the weight around my middle, <laughs> and I'm always doing weight-bearing exercises. You just carry it with you I everywhere all you the go. Time. So you're always, always <laughs> performing weight-bearing
0: exercises. <laughs> 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 listen, bones are alive. They're constantly turning over and remodeling themselves. Sure they are. Uh, one trigger for your bone to grow stronger is to regularly stress it. Mm-hmm. And the best forms of exercising to increase bone strength include weight-bearing exercises, specifically those exercises that load the body axially or what axially basically means with force being exerted throughout the spine. Right. That's according to Ryan Campbell. He's a training specialist at Anytime Fitness in southern Wisconsin. Examples of axial loading exercises include the following. Deadlifts, mm-hmm. barbell back and front squats, as well as overhead dumbbell presses. Uh, he he says prioritize using resistance levels that allow you to perform three sets of ten reps of each exercise with proper form. And the proper form is important. You don't want right. to be doing it the wrong way, and sometimes you need to get some advice or some help right. to make sure that you're you have that proper form. Uh, but he also notes that lighter loads will have less effect. On bone growth. So you, you kind of got to push
1: yourself a little bit. Well, he left one out. What's that? Carrying grandkids. Carrying grandkids. Can Those kids can get
0: pretty darn that can, be, <laughs> that can be axial as well as yes, every can. other kind. Yes, it can. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another one that's interesting, I thought. They say, review your current prescriptions. Okay. Medications, including steroids, proton pump inhibitors, to treat gastroencephalageal Reflex. Good job on that one. <laughs> as well as some antidepressive medications can actually increase your risk of osteoporosis, which mm-hmm. is when those bones break down. Right. So you'll want to talk to your doctor about the impact of any prescribed medications that they could have on your spinal health. And in some cases, alternative medications may be available. So just check with your doctor on that.
1: I, I thought there was one thing that, that you were going to say that you didn't, and that would be the increased use of computers or some, you know, those kinds of things where your, your, your posture isn't the best. Well, that, that's uh, really one of the big problems that they talked about in the R article is we're sitting
0: too much, mm-hmm. we're hunched over too much, looking at our computers, looking at our phones, looking at our laptops, sitting on our laps. Right. So we need to avoid those types of activities and, and sitting sit up straight, right. just like your mom said, you know, stand up straight, up chest straight. out, shoulders back, uh, yeah. just like our, our moms have been and telling us. And don't lean us. back
1: in your chair because it'll break. Because it could break. The,
0: all, all good things. And, and don't make that face or it's going to stick that That's way. That's right. right. <laughs> if your friends jumped
1: off a cliff, would you jump off a cliff? I mean, those are all important all things. Those things.
0: <laughs> yes. All those things. that our moms told us. A <laughs> couple of things just to wrap this up. Uh, mm-hmm. They recommend accept, uh, assessing your calcium and vitamin D levels. Both nutrients are vital to your bone health. Right, they are. And then finally, they say, pay attention to your protein. Yeah, well, it makes sense as well. So most people consider protein... Uh, in terms of strengthening the muscles, but increased muscle health can indirectly improve bone strength. According to a 2014 study that was published in Current Opinions on Clinical Metabolic Care, protein may also promote bone str- strong bones by increasing calcium absorption and affecting the hormone levels. Wow. <coughs> so there you go. Excuse me. Last thing, they found uh, in recent research that Americans aren't getting enough protein the recommended daily dose of protein is about a third of a gram or 0.36 grams of protein per pound of body weight. However, mounting research advises older adults that they need to get about double that, and most older adults are not getting enough protein. Yep. So definitely something to think about. It is. I got all this information from U.S. News and World Report. You should keep it in mind and talk to your doctor about keeping your spine healthy. That would be making good sense to me. Today's guest is one of our amazing athletes. Nancy Russ has competed at the Huntsman World Senior Games and all over the nation in soccer. And Nancy, we're glad to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us today.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: So soccer is your thing. Uh
2: yes, it certainly is. It's family thing for everybody in our family.
0: Well, that's awesome. I uh I know a little bit of your story with the bio that you sent us, but I, I love the uh the way that it kinda of rolled out for you. So Tell us just a little bit about how you as a family got into soccer, and that will maybe lead into how you yourself got into it.
2: Well, it definitely does, because I moved from Minnesota to Washington State, and we had no soccer in Minnesota. And our kids knew nothing about soccer, but when they came home from school, they wanted to join the soccer team. So we started playing when my oldest son, was uh, in like second grade and everybody in the family then we all ended up playing all of my children played and they were having so much fun that when an opportunity came for women to have a team I was all in on that.
0: So that's the part that I love. Like I, that is fun. I really uh, appreciate that you got behind your kids and you supported them. Many of us as parents do that in a variety of different ways, whether it's academically or sports or theater or arts or whatever it is. Piano lessons, you know, all those things. We get behind our kids. We sure. We want to see them succeed. We want to see them excel. But Nancy, I love that you said, "Hey, this looks like enough fun that I'm going to pick this sport up myself." That's
2: right, and I was. Um, considerably older than them when I began. So it was well, that's good because that's but, good you'd have had to uh, start before they were born. Too, and still do.
1: So, so Nancy, what was your like your athletic career like or what was your sports like life before like as a, as a child growing up? Did you participate in sports? Did you uh, just play in the neighborhood? What did you do as you were growing up?
2: In my school age, we didn't have any sports available for girls. No teams, nothing. So um, it was only amongst friends or get-togethers that we would have any activity. And I guess I would say probably bicycling or something like that that we could do by ourselves.
0: Yeah. yeah. And and again, Nancy, that's just that's one of the things that I love about how you got into sports is is you, you just didn't have the opportunities as a youth, and many women from your generation, didn't have those opportunities, but then you saw a chance and you jumped at it. So so you got in, involved in a women's league. Um, you mentioned that you were older than the most of the women that were competing in it. How, how old were the women that were playing when you first started playing soccer?
2: When I first started playing, the oldest age division was over 30. Okay. And I was almost 40. Okay. Okay. So that's where I had to start with them being 10 years younger than me almost. And um, then they began an over-40 division, and I was having so much fun. I played on the over-30 and over-40 then.
0: You can't get too much soccer in.
2: That was a while ago, however. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, Washington State began an over-50 women's league, which they still have. I'm still waiting for them to open an over-60 division, (laughs) (laughs) and that's why I appreciate things like the Huntsman Games, where they've now given us an opportunity to play at an even more advanced age.
0: So, Nancy, I I hope you don't mind, but I'm just going to ask you, what what is your age now?
2: 77.
0: You are 77 years old. And that's right. you and are I'm
2: looking forward to next season.
0: You are still out there, not not only playing, but excelling in a, in a sport like soccer.
1: <laughs> that's pretty amazing. I mean, that is.
2: Well, I don't know about excelling, but um, in the Huntsman Games, we did take home the silver well, medal, so that's as good that's, as we could get. That
1: sounds like excelling point, to me. I thought
2: that was pretty good. Next year, we're going for the gold.
0: Well, I definitely consider that excelling, and congratulations on your success. So um, you've always been kind of at the forefront and maybe even uh, could be considered in, in a lot of circles and by a lot of people a pioneer in uh, women's soccer, especially in senior soccer. Um, how, how come you were able to just keep going when so many other people feel like, yeah, maybe it's run its course and it's time for me to do something else? What, what kept you motivated? Uh,
2: the fact that my children... And all of my grandchildren also played soccer, and so we were so involved in it that uh, it still seemed like a good idea, as long as there was anybody else in my age range, of which there are several in my uh, teams that I'm associated with in Washington.
0: Yeah, which is so cool. It's so cool to see the example that you're setting and uh, really, again, pioneering and and making, um, you know, making it easier for the next generation to come along. I, uh, I, hope,
2: I, I hope so. Now, one of the things that happened is when my daughter was playing high school ball and going on to college, even then, she's in her 40s now, there were almost no college teams that were playing then. Well, wow. now you know how well the women young women's teams have done in the state from our area, from the nation and competing internationally. So it's been a really good thing for them as well, moving along for the rest of us, keeping us all going.
0: Well, it it really has been. And and like you said, you look around at the national team, the women's national team and how well um, as a nation, the United States has done in soccer, at the world cup at the olympics and at those high elite international levels and you got to know there's a foundation that's being built that you know moves those uh, young women along and, and allows them opportunities and you know nancy like i said you you're a part of that and i just i applaud you and i think that that's pretty darn amazing you're listening to the huntsman world senior games active life and we're visiting with nancy russ she's a soccer player at the Huntsman World Senior Games. But, of course, she plays in many other places, including some
1: leagues in Washington State. So, Nancy, I just, I just want to say that I think it's important for the example that we as, as parents and grandparents sent for our kids. I think it's wonderful that you're setting such a great example. But I have a curiosity because with my family, it was probably softball. You know, we all played softball. I watched my dad play softball. My brothers and I all play softball. My sisters played softball. So, when your family gets together, do you guys have a a big family reunion soccer tournament? <laughs>
2: uh, we do have a little soccer net that we put up out in the yard, and the uh, grandkids kick the ball at it all the time. And I've got one grandson who's a goalie. That always makes me nervous because <laughs> I never thought, uh, never wanted anybody in our family to be a goalie. It's too much pressure.
1: Does grandma but get out and play all with them? I
2: have, uh, even my. Um, Son played, uh, well, what it was called a semi-pro soccer when he finished college. So they've all taken advantage of what they've gotten from it. And another one, coaches, which I think is also a great thing for uh, the youth of today to look forward to. Even if they don't continue playing, they can still contribute by coaching and refereeing and that sort of thing.
1: But what I'm really really wondering is, do you have any intergenerational play? Do you guys, do you get out and play with your grandkids, your kids, and do you all just get together and mix it up and have some fun out there?
2: Yes, the grandkids are playing currently, and after their games, I get out on the field with them and kick the ball around. Oh, fun. (laughs) That's
1: great. And therefore,
2: they see that, you know, you can continue to do this for as far as they're concerned, even for old people
0: you uh, get out there and show them how it's done. That's, that's fantastic.
2: Well, I don't know that I show them. they more likely <laughs> show me. But we well. have fun, and they're, and they're having fun. And that's part of what being in sports is about to me is having fun.
0: Well, I, I totally agree. That kind of brings me to my next question. You've been playing soccer for a long time, uh, decades. What's something that the sport has taught you about life?
2: Wow. Um, Just to keep going no matter what. I've had um, minor injury times when I've had to take a break, but always I'm looking forward to the opportunity to come back, and I think that's life. You have um, things get in your way, but don't give up on it, and sports has helped me think and know that you can come back and you can still have an uh, enjoyable time.
0: That's awesome. I, I love that. Things do get in your way, but you just, you can't give up. You got to just keep going.
2: That's right.
0: Now you mentioned that uh, your husband also got involved in soccer. Does he by any chance still play or is he, uh, no, he more on the sidelines? he
2: uh, had an occupation that kept him on an irregular schedule. And we did try co-ed soccer for a while, but, he missed too many games, and I always had to have another partner for my co-ed guy, and and uh, he dropped off and just started coaching for um, one of our sons, uh-huh. and they were very successful and went to nationals and won nationals at under sixteen.
0: Wow, so that's we're impressive! Pretty
2: involved in it. I
0: I, I definitely know that. Um, you're. I love your email address. It's uh, soccer granny, which I think is a, a perfect description of you and uh, what you've done with the sport. And how, like you said, you just keep on going. You just keep on going, which I think is amazing. Now, you've competed several times at the Huntsman World Senior Games. Do you have a a, a moment at the games that kind of stands out as a, a great memory that you share with people when you go home after after the tournament?
2: Mm. I like to tell about scoring goals not for myself <laughs> but for my team. <laughs> I'm a defender and uh, scoring goals is not my forte. However, I certainly do appreciate those on my team that are capable and in the last tournament we had this in October we had a game where we scored 5 goals. I was pretty impressed.
0: Wow. That is fun but you but you said you're a defender so you weren't able to score the goals yourself but you play that important role of of keeping the other team from uh you know scoring those goals so that's that's very vital so hopefully. is it yeah hopefully right hopefully right that's that's the key for for any sporting event is the hopefully part
2: right right
0: so outside of the sporting event uh have you been able to take advantage of any of the other services or activities that happened during the Huntsman World Senior Games that stand out as something significant to you?
2: Yes. I very much appreciated the medical testing that were available to us. And though I didn't always have a lot of time and wasn't able to utilize all of the testing. The ones that I did do, I appreciated. And all the young people who um, worked in that area were very pleasant, very helpful. And it was information that I could carry on home and know about my health personally from that experience.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. That's one of the great services that we offer at the Huntsman World Senior Games. And uh, Jeff actually helps head that up uh, with some uh, directors that that help organize the whole effort, and we have great volunteers that come down from a variety of different colleges and universities. As you said, uh, many of them are young people and are going into the healthcare industry. And the information that is provided is is really pretty important. Every year, we see people who are able to take that home and um, put it to use. You know, to to make their health better and to uh, kind of you know wrap their arms around a, a holistic approach to health and wellness and active aging, and I'm glad that you were able to take advantage of that.
2: I encouraged other members of my team to utilize it as well, and they were kind of busy looking around at all the other fun displays and people who had things available to them there. But they did this year take advantage of some of that, and I think they were happy with it also.
0: Well, that's good to know. Great. So let me just ask you this uh, one more question. We, we live in a crazy world and, and uh, we're all busy and, and sometimes things don't turn out exactly the way that we wanted. But what would you tell someone who says to you, you know, I, I kind of thought about maybe getting into sports, maybe it's soccer, but I think I'm too old. I think my time has passed. What would you tell that person?
2: Never too late. <laughs> Never too late. I would tell anybody that give it a try. Always give it a try, and you might just find the thing that will make you uh, a lot happier person and not be sorry that you did it.
0: I think that's great advice. And it's so often the example and the advice that we see and we hear from so many of our athletes. Uh, I think there's there's maybe a an incorrect impression from a lot of people that the athletes who come to the games have started in grade school and they've continued through high school and played their whole lives long and and certainly we have athletes that do that there's no question that some of our athletes have been able to follow that path but nancy so many more of our athletes have been able to follow your path which is you know maybe you had an opportunity or maybe you didn't as a youth. But later on in life, you just decided, hey, this is something I want to do. And they jumped in and they took it kind of serious and they started practicing and they started training. And, you know, ultimately they've been able to have an incredible experience just like you have had. And that's, to me, one of the great things about being involved with the games and one of the things that I love about it. So thank you for your example in, uh, in moving that movement
1: forward. Very much. Very much. I, I, I concur, Kyle. Wonderful example. Thank you, Nancy. So, Nancy, that's about all the the time that we have to visit with you. But thank you so
0: much for joining us. And best of luck in your upcoming season and in the games. And we hope that we will see you in St. George in October, ready to play another round of soccer.
2: I certainly hope so, too. Thank you.
0: Bye-bye. So, Jeff, the end of the year as you know, is right around the corner upon us, really. I mean, we're right in the middle of the holiday season right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've got things to take care of to wrap up the year. But we've also got things to look forward for next year. Do you have your Christmas lights up yet? I have them up. So
1: do we. So we don't,
0: we don't do outside lights as much, but we have our Christmas decorations inside. Very good. And actually have had them up for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I knew that because of Mindy, but yeah. (laughs) But uh, in the spirit of planning for 2019, which I can't believe we're already planning for 2019. That's crazy. But I want to encourage you to mark your calendars for a few important upcoming dates. January 1st is a big date. That's obviously New Year.
1: Yes, it is. But it's
0: also when team registration for the Huntsman World Senior Games opens. So if you're interested in following Nancy's example and getting a soccer team registered or a softball team, a volleyball team, any of those teams, you want to make sure that you do that early, and January 1st is the first day when that's available. That's right. March 1st is athlete registration. That's the first day to register as an athlete. And once again, don't delay. No, We have a number of our sports that close down very early, so... Jump on that right away, March 1st. You can register at SeniorGames.net once March 1st hits. And the big dates, the 2019 Huntsman World Senior Games will take place October 7th through the 19th. It seems like it's a ways off, but it is not. It I promise it'll be here before you it'll know be it. It'll be here before you know it. Remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. And you can also subscribe to our podcast pretty much anywhere that podcasts are found Jeff, our inspirational quote comes from author and motivational speaker Tim Fargo. He says, who you are tomorrow begins with what you do today.
1: Isn't that the truth? Until next Thursday, stay active. Bye, everyone.